Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you hear this, you get it where you get it. This is Amani Jackson, this is the Salt City Podcast. I have a very, very special guest here. It's a man that I've known for an extremely long time. You know, we go way, way, way back. You know, he's, 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 a, he's a kind <laughs> soul. You know, he's a very, very smart, articulate young man. He's a man that is of great status in the land of music. His name is Nathan Miles. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. Good to be here. It's good, man. Yeah. I'm glad to see you, bro. I haven't I seen you in a real long time. Well, I landed down in Cuse and you were like, what's good? You know? <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to see you. You know? Like, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, for those who don't know, me and Nate, we went to high school together. Yeah. No. No, we were, we were, we were, we were real, real cool. Yeah, damn huh? right. You know, we were homies, we ran track together. Yep. Ooh. We talked about, we didn't really talk about music that much, though. We didn't, we should talk more about music. Yeah, but it's, so I we, mean. You, like, we knew we both loved music, but we just didn't, it was just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, like, I love picking people's brains when it comes to, like, what they listen to and who influenced them and all that. Yep. And I know you like to pick people's brains, too. Just, yep. Because, like, I feel like you have an open mind when it comes to people. You're just yes. like, all right, like, who do you listen to? Because I might listen to them. Well, music like is that. a, you know, it's a worldly language. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel that. Transcends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, all right. So, for those who don't know, what exactly do you do when it comes to music, bro? So, I'm a DJ. Yep. Okay, so I uh, play the ones, the twos, the threes, and the fours, sometimes right. the fives and the sixes, and uh, <laughs> um, I make people dance. Mm-hmm. I do my best to make people dance. I feel that. That's what I do. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bringer of a good time. You bring her a vi- you you're a bringer of vibes. Yes. Yeah. Set the vibe. Set the vibe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what? Uh, I obviously <laughs> know like what type of music you end up DJing. Like, yeah. what is it that you usually do, or what do you aim towards? All right, so most of what I spin is, you know, more house music oriented. Yeah. Um, you know, I mix in popular music, you know, I mix in hip hop, um, I mix in a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. try to keep it funky always. Yeah. You know, I've, you know, been known to play a, a good amount of disco from time to time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you kind of mix it all together the right way, you can have a, you know, a <laughs> nice little, nice little dance party and, you know. Maybe people lose their minds a little bit. I feel that. <laughs> so, um, one thing is, like, I I was familiar with your taste in music because mm-hmm. I know you love 90s hip-hop music. For sure. Like, uh, we talked briefly last weekend, and mm-hmm. you're telling me about how you grew up on funk and yes. a lot of that. And what made you turn to house music? Okay, so we'll we'll go way back. We'll go all right, yeah. We'll start with my dad. Right? Yeah, take me back. Yeah, so my dad like grew up. You know, so my dad was like, let's see, like when he was like fifteen or so, he was like nineteen sixty five, right? So he was like into R B and soul. Yeah, that was his shit. Not like a he didn't like he wasn't like a rocker like that wasn't his stuff. R B and soul, the seventies, moved into disco, and around you know nine, the late seventies, early eighties. Funk. Yeah. Like that was his shit. So right? your dad probably loves Funkadelic. Are you kidding me? Like We've got Parliament memorabilia all over the house. I got Parliament vinyl right there, <laughs> bro. I'm talking about like cardboard cutout shit that like, really? nobody has. You know what really? I mean? Like, yes, like memorabilia. Like, yeah. Oh, shoot. So I grew up I grew up on like Parliament Funkadelic and like yeah. Nile Rodgers and like Sylvester and like mm-hmm. Rick James and like the real funky shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... Right around the time like funk was big, was let's say like what seventy eight to like eighty four. Yeah. Just the outskirts, the beginning of that, people were starting to make B sides of those those records. You yeah. know, like Anita, like you know, like Ring My Bell, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that, like Anita Ward, and like they're starting to make B sides and started to turn it into a little bit of more of like a four on the floor beat, mm-hmm. you know, that was already a disco vibe, already a funk vibe, and then like they took those you know those disco tracks and they started to make them. You know what it was early house. Yeah. You know, four on the floor, sort of more minimal, but like something you could always move to. And you know, him and his friends were just into that stuff. Yeah. His his good friend David Broda, who was a Syracuse, um, you know, native local, mm-hmm. 
It's one of the best DJs I've ever seen. Really? Um, who has fired me to DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, like, you know, they, you know when I was like, I'm 94, right? So, by that point, house music was really kind of moving, yeah. grooving, and, like, a lot of the records they were playing that I was like grew up with were just like early house records, yeah. like in disco and funk and all that kind of stuff yeah. meshed together and B sides of things, all that kind of stuff. So I just grew up on that beat, you know, yeah. uh, and that kind of formulated my taste, you know, underground disco and, and you know, B sides of you know certain funk records and stuff like that, and um, that really formulated my taste for sure, yeah. you know. Um, like home videos of me dancing to like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just like Atomic Dog and shit. You know what I mean? But like, that's what I always go back to. Even if I'm like going on some tangent with whatever and I like everything. Like, yeah. I like, like I, I, my iTunes, right? You put it on shuffle. It's like Britney Spears, Metallica, Toby Keith, you know, back to Parliament, back to, you know, See, like, look, back I, to Avicii. I know, I know, I, I know. I fuck with that though. Yeah. Like, I fuck with that. Like, that basically, because that opens up your palate yes. when it comes to music. Like, yeah. like you, and those are the best producers. Those are the best DJs when yeah. they listen to everything. Everything. Because, like, one, I've been saying this, I probably said this on my earlier podcast. Like, I end up looking at music as, like, chemistry. Yeah. It's in the, it's in the stance of, like, when you think of, all of the elements in chemistry, mm-hmm. they're all discovered. But right. they come out with new compounds every single day. It's perfectly described. It's a, that's the same exact thing when it comes to music. Absolutely. Like, all the sounds we hear when it comes to instruments or anything else, like, we've all heard yeah. it. But the way people combine it now, it's always new. And that's why when music evolves, it's it's never going to be the same as it was in the past. Right. And that's what makes you a good artist. When you, when you listen to everything... everything. Like, when I get yeah. in the car, I put the radio on. Yeah. Just so I can know what's out there. Because, you right. know, there's got to have it coming from somewhere. Like, yeah. And I'm like, damn, how did I not hear this track? And yeah. Meanwhile, it's, you know, number 10 on the, you know, the you know, billboard. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, if I'm not looking for that type of music, I'm not going to find it. So you can yeah. know whatever what people are listening to. You know, and then that goes you on the remix journey, right? And then yeah. it's like, all right, that song's good. That hook is good. Now, how, who, who, you know, who, like, did a masterpiece of that hook and yeah. like and like flipped it and made it into something we can dance to at the club. Yeah. Like that's what I search for too. But yeah, I mean, I I, I really am a lover of all music. Like I, yeah, I you know, I'll go to a country concert, you know. But why, you know, people give country a bad rap, and it's not like what I listen to all the time. And I did too for the longest time. I was like, ah, oh, I'm not. I don't want to listen to country, like country. There's some good shit in country. There is, but a lot, you know. But what the music is about is just about really. It's the good times. Yeah. It's sim- simplicity and good times. Yeah. And it's like, how could you not get along with that? And a lot of it's, you know, it's it's more pop than it is country, you yeah. know, these days. It's like, you could flip some country songs into, and then has been, Dude. into into a club track. Like, Look, Nelly made country hits, bro. You, all right. I've been listening to a lot of Nelly recently. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm like, he did, oh, there's like a, it's like an E-40 remix with Nelly of, oh, God. I can't even remember the track. I have to look it up. But like, I'm like finding B sides, like of even like his yeah. own stuff, and I'm like, yo, Nelly. Yeah. I mean, the early 2000s stuff is just that's it'll one thing never I, go away. That's one thing I love about streaming services now. Mm-hmm. You get to listen stuff that you've never had a chance to. Yeah. I've been listening to Big Daddy Kane recently. Like, yes. I don't even know anybody that talks about him anymore. Yeah. But and then you end up realizing this is why people fuck with him so much. Listen to crisscross jump like. Yes, in the crisscross. Like I just stumbled upon. I was like, "Yep, this is gonna be played every day." Like you know, like, just like it's so easy. You know, come on a shuffle. Yeah, and you it's know? just to your fingertips. Like you can listen to anything. Yes. Like when somebody, because you know, old heads always be talking about, "Oh, this this artist was good. This artist yeah, yeah, was good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And younger people will be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You can really go listen to them now. Yeah. Like. You don't have to go to your uncle. You don't have yeah. to do any of that. You I can just CD. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have tape, to listen to CD. You, know, you like, can just go listen to it. I remember my so before I had a a, a Sony Walkman or whatever. Yeah. My dad had an old like cassette player. Yeah, and we were in Media Play. You mm-hmm. Remember Media Play? Yeah, I remember Media Play. Man. And there's a there's a Biggie tape in mm-hmm. like the the dollar or whatever, and it was like a single, and it was just hypnotized on a really. Tape. <laughs> it was just hypnotized like the single of hypnotized on a tape. I I would listen to that tape over and over and 
over again. No, <laughs> you know bro. what I mean? Like, that is the most 90s thing I've Right, heard though? I must have been six, so I was probably, like, right at the turn of, you know, yeah, it's probably, like, 1990, 2000, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm listening to a Biggie tape player. <laughs> like, <laughs> on a tape from, like, like, a tape player from, like, 85. You know what I mean? Like, that was my first, like, on-the-go Spotify experience, except it was just I feel that, bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like in the back of the car, like, yeah, <laughs> your dad's just looking back, like, he's really enjoying this, that right yeah, there, yeah, right? <laughs> All right, so I'll ask you this What was the first? I have two questions. Okay. What was the first hip hop album that you ever bought, or just no, nah, what's the first album period that you ever bought? Oh and what was the first? What was the first musician? The first album or first song that made you fall in love with music? Okay, the first hip-hop album I bought yeah. was a Murphy Lee album. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the name of the album, but it's got... It might have Shake Your Tail Feather on it, because I think that was actually his song. Really? And it's got... Uh, it's like, what the hook gonna be? Uh-oh. Yeah. Hook like, on this beat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I haven't like, heard Murphy Lee's like, name yeah, like that's that long, bro. Murphy Lee, and then it was also the Slim Shady Show. Or the... Uh, oh, the, the Eminem Show? Eminem Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember Damn. I was like, Dad, we can't get the edited version. We gotta get the... He's like, all right, all right. You know? like, yeah. He bought it for me, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was seven. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel that. Know? But he also likes that show. He loves, loves Eminem. Yeah. So, all right. So, and the song. Well, like, what was the first? Basically, it could be a body of work or just work. Period. To make you be like, I love this. I love music. Like, music is that's everything to me. Basically. Oh man, there is. So apart from that tape, there was this like compilation album my dad had. It was all it was TK Records, which was like this like pretty much like a disco. Yeah. Like. you know, a record label. Yeah. And it's this song by Peter Brown. Mm-hmm. It's called Do You Want to Get Funky With Me? Do You Want to Get Funky With it's Me? It's nine minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it is funky. <laughs> okay. And like, I implore you to go listen to this track if you like funky shit. Oh, I'm going like, to listen to it. But like that song, I always go back to it. I'm like, damn, this is like, you know, always. That's like the best experience in the world, bro. You know? Like it's just like yeah. when you listen to something, you're just like, yo, like I don't know why I love this shit so much, but it's just I don't know. Like it's just yeah. hard to explain. I mean, the bro. one song's tough though, because you got all all Prince discography too, and like yeah. you know, and MJ, and like I don't know, it, it all just kind of falls. But that song, always go back to. Yeah, like it's easy for me because yeah. like when I was younger, my mom would always play Miss Education Lauren Hill in her car, uh-huh. and that was the first person I was just like, I love, I love hip hop, I love music. Period. This junk is amazing. Like I'm solidified in this. Like so. Yeah, I love yeah. asking people that question because it kind of makes you go back. And there's one more. What? It's Don't Push It, Don't Force It by Leon Hayward. Don't Push, Don't Force by Leon Hayward. That's have I listened to Have I heard that I song I hope before? you've listened. I've heard you heard that song because, God damn, it's a good one. All right. I'm Those gonna... two songs. And that's like, it's just because like, I remember my dad playing that and I went, you know, and then I would grab the CD and I'd put it in the walk and I would just repeat, 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 repeat. You I know? feel that. But uh, the disco sound, man, I can't get it out of my veins. It's just like once it's, I don't know. It's once it's I in got the, the fever, it's, man. It sticks, I got bro. The, it's yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, a, I'm a disco freak. What can I say? Yeah. Like you know. But I'm blessed to be one too. Man. Like I'm glad that I was exposed to that type, you know, that music at an early age and yeah. You know, pump, and pump your veins. dad, like, in honestly, parenting is very, very important here. Yes, it is because look, like. Your dad is the reason why you have such this, you have such a good ear for music. Absolutely. Period. Oh, completely. And like, and it sucks because there's some people that like, I'm never going to end up having kids and just showing them one genre of music. I'm going to have them listen to everything. So you're saying, I mean. Straight up. Not just, not just if you're a DJ, but if you love our music, you got to love music. And understand how it brings us all together and that it's not just this one genre that one artist or whatever it may be it's it's uh you know because you think about it the best producers listen to everything and the best producers produce everything yeah that's a fact <laughs> that's a that's a very very big you know factor. if you look at some you know you look at the credits 
Like if you go on Wikipedia and look at Pharrell's credits. Yeah. And you're like, he produced that too? Exactly. And that? He should are you sure he produced yeah, like, yup. Yeah. Because he's got an ear for everything and can sit down with pretty much any artist from Justin Timberlake to whoever he was Britney looking, Spears, to Britney Spears. Bro, like. And like produce a hit. Yeah. Because he's got that ear and he's got that sound and like knows what people like. Yeah. So, like imagine you calling Pharrell up and like you DMX and you just like, yo, yeah. you got a beat for me real quick? He's like, hold on, Britney Spears in the studio yeah, right, right now. Right. Like, Actually, like, do you want to come in and do the song with you? And then yeah. it's like, boom, masterpiece. Like, you know, like, who would have thought? But if, if, that, if that situation had happened, it, yeah. it would have came out with a, with a banger. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, so, so. I, I feel that, bro. Like, yeah. honestly, it's... I don't really have no words, bro. Like, just listen to everything. Just yes. open your mind up when it comes to music, period. And like, yeah. that's... And speaking of that, all right, so I had the biggest argument mm -hmm. with my brother yes, uh, earlier today. Mm -hmm. And... Because you're talking about T-Pain. Did you hear about what happened with T-Pain? No, but I hope your brother's doing well. Oh, no, he's doing Great. He's doing good. Yeah. He, he loves Atlanta. He's never coming back. Oh, yeah. Never coming back to Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, <laughs> Love you, Q's. <Keys. laughs> yeah. But um, we were talking about T-Pain. Yep. And T-Pain, he, uh, he ended up I'm going viral. I'm my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ended up going viral earlier because he was talking about how in 2013, he was going to the BET Awards on a plane, and he was asleep on a plane. Flight attendant woke him up and said, Usher wants to talk to you, because Usher was like sitting like a couple seats behind him. Yeah. He, was, he went back to go talk to Usher. They were like chatting it up. It was small talk. And... Usher said to T-Pain, yeah, you kind of fucked up music. Like, you kind of ruined music. And T-Pain said that was one of the first things that triggered him into, like, a four-year depression after that. Who? All right. Usher, who are you really to be saying? Like, Usher's <laughs> a legend. Yes, and I'm not taking anything away from that. But, like, who are you to criticize someone else's craft? Yeah. Which is a popular for a reason, is it not? Yeah. Because... People were dancing in every club in America to it and in the world. Yeah. So ruining music, I think he put his own spin on it. I feel like he it made it his own and like auto-tune is what it is. Yeah. But it's huge now. Everybody oh, yeah. uses it. I feel like I agree with Usher in this one part. Okay. T Pain introduced auto-tune in the mid two thousands, mid to late two thousands. Yeah. Well, it's it was a part of it was like Roger and Zap been doing it like oh, in in the 80s, bro. So don't get me started on that. Yeah, oh, like, dude. like <laughs> do you want to go on a tangent? Yeah, like they, they've been doing that shit in the 80s, but um, T Pain kind of brought it more bounce yeah. sounds. All right, he, he, he kind of brought it back though, yeah, and yeah. um, he brought it back, and T Pain was so good with auto tune, and that kind of triggered Kanye West to make 808s and Heartbreak, and that whole album was auto tune. That album was. Everything worked. Because the thing is, and the reason why it worked is because Kanye is just good at what he does. Yeah, yeah. But after that, what you want about him, but he, all of these rappers yeah. started doing auto-tune. And it sounded really, really, really bad. Yes. And then a lot bad. of other R&B artists or singers, period, started using mm -hmm. auto-tune. And people was just confused on why you were doing that. So I agree with him in that instance. I do agree with you on that, too. But you can't blame T-Pain for that. That's not his fault. He is the artist T-Pain. Yeah. And people take what certain artists do and they adapt it and, and change it and like Yeah. It's a it's the it's the it's the progression of music and, and that's just one way it went. And I would I would say back to that, maybe didn't ruin it, but maybe the artists that weren't using it were even more singled out. As in like in a good way, as in like the ones who weren't doing yeah. it. You could be like, okay, now he's doing something different now, and he's staying true. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not every, and I would, you could say T Pain was hip hop or like R and B or somewhere in the middle. I guess. Oh no, I bro, I I was screaming at my brother Kuzi trying to figure out if he's hip hop and R and B. We were having a screaming <laughs> match, bro. Like, we won't get into it. Then. Listen, yo, I don't even want to talk I mean, about I, it, bro. Because I wouldn't say it's neither, right? Like, I, I would say it's hip hop, bro. Okay, okay. Honestly, I would lean towards hip hop, but it definitely wasn't R and B. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not rhythm and blues, bro. No, it's not. It's uh, I don't. It's just I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> like 
We could we could have a full debate. Yo, on bro, this. we could have a full debate. I don't even want to get into it, bro. But like, but I mean to the point though, right? It's I don't know. I think uh, music evolves, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, that's it. That's what it does. Yeah. Because think about it. If it wasn't for T Pain, we wouldn't have Future. True. If it wasn't for T Pain, we wouldn't have <laughs> Travis Scott. Also wasn't for T Pain, we wouldn't have a lot of Kanye tracks. Yeah, wasn't for T Pain. Although 808s and Heartbreak was not my favorite album. Honestly, <laughs> it wasn't my favorite Kanye it album my, either. It's not anybody's favorite album, but it had good tracks on it. It had real good tracks on it. Like if it wasn't for T Pain, all of these R and B singers like Chris mm-hmm. Brown, Tory Lanez that all use auto tune. Mm-hmm. And plus, I don't understand how the fuck Usher said that when he made "Oh My God" with Will I Am and Will I Am was using auto tune every every track. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, was this, yeah. He always was using auto tune. He was the Robin to Dude. Batman for t- for auto tune. Okay. He used like. to use mad auto tune. So like, I don't know. Like, it's weird. I don't understand. Like, I f- I kind of feel like Usher went in the studio one day and started singing, and the producer looked. And he was just like, "I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't vibe Usher's with that." You want to use that auto tune real quick? And he was he lost his shit. Usher was mad because his track. Wasn't number one and T Pain's was, <laughs> yeah, like, bro. T Pain made hits. Period. That, that's all he did all the for time. A, for a good while for a long time. <laughs> yeah, like. For the fact you know, Lil Wayne was like in like their late two thousands when Lil Wayne was like saying featuring Lil Wayne all the time. That yeah. that was straight up. T Pain will be making just he would be making hits for everybody. He made a hit for Mano. I fucking hate Mano. <laughs> but it was a hit. It was a hit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't do, like, it's just, yeah. I don't know, man. At the end of the day, I, like, like you ended up saying, it's music. Yeah. Bro, it's music. Like, Embrace it all, love it all for what it is, and take what you like. Yeah. You know, by by loving it all, I then, I whittle it down to, like, what's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, just because I like a lot of country songs doesn't. I mean, I don't hate a lot of them too. Yeah, you know, you gotta just and that helps you have your ear, and like especially as a DJ, it's yeah. like well, that's not gonna work. Yeah, I feel that. Like, even as your favorite song, that's I'm not gonna play that because you know it's great that you like it, but <laughs> I know that <laughs> selfish. My ears a little more in tune to what the people like. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> like, so, you know, it's I don't know. All right, so I'm getting to one more thing, and then we're gonna get into strictly. Yeah, career as a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Absolutely. So, um, I kind of drew a blank here. Uh, so basically, like, when it comes to you personally, what do you think about this new generation of music? Like, do you listen to a lot of it? Do you not listen that much, or what? What are they talking about? Like, like just the like Olivia Rodrigo. I didn't even know who the fuck that was. I have no idea who that is. Bro, <laughs> I do. I didn't know who that was. Like. Until last week, and uh, yeah, she's, I'm gonna get in the car and listen bro, to it. Then. Bro, she's yeah. like huge now, <laughs> yeah. and I'm very confused. But like, she kind of reminds me of like, I guess, because people try to compare to like certain generations, like you know, like the Lena Del Rey generation and like the Paramore generation. Like yeah. they yeah, yeah. basically say this is the sad people music, but it's like. Upbeat at the same time, that right. type of shit. I still get hyped up to that shit. Yeah, so yeah. like, <laughs> so I guess that's who I think her name. I had a Paramore. I had a Paramore poster in my wall. Paramore is hell, bro. Yes, and I didn't realize how many black people love Paramore. Everybody loves Paramore. Don't be afraid to say it, that you love Paramore. Okay, um, so, but, no, but I mean, like, uh, what's the new generation to you? I mean, like Polo G, all them, all the new rappers, okay, so, and stuff like that. There's there's like gems in the rough. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of it is just I don't know how to say it. Like it's just like a lot of mumble rap. Like, you know, like <laughs> it's yeah. like a lot of mumble rap. It's a lot of like it's less about the beat and the production than it is about maybe the lyrics. Yeah. But I can't hear the lyrics, so I can't even tell you what they're saying. That kind of bothers me because like what I look for in hip hop always is the beat. Start. Yeah, I'm not even the whole first listen to. I'm not even listening to what they're saying. Yeah. Maybe the hook, but like, I'm listening to. Can I move to this? Yeah, and if I can't move to it, I'm probably gonna next it. I feel that, and I feel like I'm not moving enough. I feel that. I do feel that because 
I feel like um, a lot of newer artists go the route, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of like basically say, I know this is going to work, so I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Like when it comes to a beat. Yeah. But I don't like the term mumble rap generation I know. strictly because. I didn't know I was to say it though. Bro, I don't like that <laughs> term because people be like, oh, they don't be saying nothing or anything like that. No, but they, no, they are. Nobody knows what the fuck James Brown was saying. But he, but he, yeah. <laughs> nobody knows what he was saying, yo. Oh, man. Everybody loves James Brown. James but Brown, he, but he, yeah, exactly. He wasn't saying anything. Like, but the music you could move but to. But it was so good. You could move to the music so, though. I just, yeah. Bobby, yo, like, bro, Bobby, yo. I sometimes, what? bro, nothing. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> sometimes this man was not speaking English, bro. Like, no, it, it was, it was James Brown. He's speaking James Brown. He's, he's speaking his language, but bro, I, <laughs> like, but I do agree so, with you. I know. I just didn't that. know how I was to say. It. Yeah, I, feel I just, that. and it, I think it's just, it comes from the, I don't know. Not saying some of the beats aren't you can't bop your head to. It's just if I can't move my hips to it, yeah. Know, then it's like I don't know. And I feel like apart from hip hop though, like the new generation, I don't know, like like MGK is bringing back like pop punk rock, you know? Yeah, rock. kind of, yeah, so kind like, of is. Different things are coming back too. So the new generation is starting to tap into older generations of stuff and then put their twist on it too. I don't know because when you when you think about Which it, is what all you should of, be doing all of these new artists are like our age. Yeah. So they grew up on the same type of music that we did. Yeah. So that's why when I think about um, R&B music, it's starting to come back in a different way. Uh-huh. In the early two, in the late 90s, early 2000s, Neo Soul was such a big thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now oh, yeah. Daniel Caesar, Ari Lennox, Snow Allegra, they're all making Neo Soul. And you're yes. wondering like, yo, where, why is this randomly coming back? Because that's what they grew up on. Right. So they all know a twist on it. And yeah. that, that stuff is good. Yes, but I think you know. I mean, I guess I was locking myself into a little bit to just some hip hop. I've been here. You were talking. I knew you were saying some names. I was like, oh, all right. But then (laughs) listen to their freestyles. You're like, oh shit, these guys are good. Oh yes, yes, one hundred. Listen to Apology freestyle, and I went, yeah, this guy guy can rap. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know. But and I don't know. Maybe that's just uh, you know me also like. Even even DJ sometimes turns himself off to some things after he was turned off by something, yeah. you know? So that's wrong of me, too. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know, I got to sit down and really dive into things more. Yeah. Um. All right. So talking about influences, yeah. talking about what you like, what you dislike, like the evolving of music. So let's get strictly to you yeah. personally me. as a DJ. Yes. Let's start off with how you started. How I started. Yep. Back to my dad's uh, buddy, David Broder. Yeah. Shout out to David B. Mr. B. Shout the legend out, that he shout is. Shout out to David B. Um, I'm going to go on a sw- quick tangent real quick. Oh, yeah. Go to, ahead, to start bro. Off. Like, dog, you got so all the time. They would throw these huge parties yeah. in Syracuse back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And they would call them Cyberfunk. Cyberfunk. <laughs> was like they would have them out in Lafayette and uh, they would have these huge parties, like 2,000 people or whatever, and they would call them like Cyberfunk or something of the sorts. And it would just be music we were talking about before, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, playing disco, playing funk, playing some early house stuff and just having huge parties. And, you know, he kept doing, you know, he just, you know, formulated his craft. So by the time I was like, you know, 10, 12, watching him spin, I was kind of really locked into, you know, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, at the time, I'm playing saxophone, like, I'm starting to play guitar, I'm playing instruments and whatnot, and I'm yeah. loving the music, but I I just locked in to the mixes. Yeah. You know, and, and being the person controlling the room and making people move a certain way and moving a crowd different ways and all that, and I locked into that. So, I was inspired by Mr. B, to yeah. DJ. And then at one point I was like, hey, can you teach me? And he said, damn right I can. You <laughs> yeah. know, he's like, you know the music already. So let's, let's get you on the ones and twos. And, you know, learned on, you know, turntables with him, um, you know, at some you know, family friend parties kind of thing. And mm-hmm. uh, that's how I got started, really. Yeah. And that, you know, was around 14. And then pretty much after. You used to spin in high school? Yes. You never told me this. Yes. You knew it. Like, but it was like. 
I was playing smaller, like little things or whatever. I used you had to have been in a couple. Like I had my like DJ controller. I would set my laptop up, my small speakers, and I'm like, was that hair for those? No, you definitely were. No, right, there's right, without right, a doubt. Right. Remember Project B? Oh my <laughs> god, you did DJ for that. <laughs> Okay, never I DJed in high school. <laughs> never mind. Shout out Project B. No, never mind. No, was, <laughs> oh my god, bro. Yes, bro, that was that was probably one of the. F- yeah. I still tell people about that shit to this day. It was crazy. Oh man, that was it was a beautiful evening until you know. Everything so has to come to a Well, yeah, but there, you know, some people, a couple people ruin every party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, you know, yeah, some people that. came in and just, you know thought it was their party and it wasn't. And, then the then the, I don't know helicopters showed up. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, I left right before all. That I shit did happened. DJ in high school, and you were there. Yes, I was there. <laughs> Never mind, my mistake. Yeah. I was one hundred percent there. Shall I continue on the, uh, the yeah, journey? Yeah, yeah. Go, okay. go, on, go, right. go ahead so, on your journey. My bad. Um, <laughs> so you know, uh, high school spinning for small, you know, parties and whatnot, and yeah. little house parties and whatnot. And any chance I could, um, end up going to Syracuse University. Yeah, and. Uh, Here's me, 18, like going to fraternity. He's like, hey, like I DJ, can I play for you? Like, you know, <laughs> they're like, no, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm really good, you know. <laughs> and uh, they said no for a while, and then they said, you know, started saying yes, and then they were like, this motherfucker nice. Actually, this kid can spin, <laughs> and like, you know, um, you know, ended up joining fraternity or whatever, and I would, you know, spin pretty much, you know, every weekend, every party. And then I would play other fraternities. Um, and then I started DJing like every tailgate at Syracuse University. So if there was a tailgate for a game, I was DJing it, you know, that kind of thing. And that by, you know, like halfway through first freshman year, I had like played a couple of shows at the Westcott. Yeah. You know, opening up for artists. Like I think my freshman year fall, I opened up for Blau. Oh, word? At the Westcott. That was Blau was at Westcott? Yes. Bro, Westcott has the best fucking artist. All the time. Yeah, well, Syracuse is like a pass-through city. So, like, yeah. if you're on your way to a bigger city, like, say you're on the way to Toronto from New York City, or you're on the way to Buffalo, it's, oh, like, make some more money a, at Syracuse, yeah. and then we'll go to the they next. stop and get a bag, you know, and yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, but, like, I opened up for Blau fresh sophomore, you know, beginning of freshman year, and um, got on there at, like, the Westcott, you know, the scene, the scene yeah. a little bit, and I was like, oh, okay, he's kicking, spend a little bit. And then it was February of... After I put a cut publish show at Westcott now, mm-hmm. um, it was February of, uh, I guess, 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the, you know, the guy who runs uh, Westcott and um, Creative Solutions, Dan, he was like, you've been killing it. We want to open for Tiesto. Word. <laughs> and like, jaw drop. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, you mean like. You know, like the god of house music, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, absolutely. That's so, cool. so I opened for Tiesto. Yeah. 18, in front of like 2,000 people. Yeah. Couldn't hear anything I was playing. Because <laughs> yeah. they didn't, I don't think they had the, the you know, the monitor set up for the DJ very well. All I could hear was just, doom, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it was surreal, right? I was like, yeah. damn, I get to open for Tiesto? Like, all right, I'm starting to do something, learn to make it. And... You know, did well that time again and got kind of in cahoots or whatever you want to say with uh, the guys that were were there, Dan and Eric, who used to, you know, run, run all that stuff. And, um, you know, throughout college, I played and opened for artists at different venues like F Shed and On Center and uh, Westcott Theater and mm-hmm. uh, various other things. You know, open up for, you know, Coella, like Bass Jackers, Carnage a couple times, um, you know, all the artists that came through and got all these great opportunities, you know, to meet these guys and, and open up for them. And all while I was doing, you know, making remixes, you know, like club remixes and like a lot of like trap oriented EDM kind of stuff, yeah. and like <laughs> playing that stuff out. And, and, and also just, you know, like I said, playing these tailgates, playing, you know, fraternity parties and formals and yeah. like anything I could, I would play. So you started, you started your foundation in Syracuse. Absolutely. And basically... Because I already know we're going to get yeah. into California. Start yeah, your yeah. foundation in Syracuse. Yeah. Go to Cali. And you'll be like, this is nothing to me. Yeah, to a certain extent. To a certain extent. Like, obviously, there's new shit right. all the time. But the blueprint is kind of the same, I guess, blueprint's right? blueprint's the same. Yeah. And, but, I mean, the most important part of, you know, college years for me was I, like, really formulated my craft. Like, yeah. I, I dialed it in. I, I learned even more. Like, I kept, like, my, my ears got better. Yeah. Like, my melodic mixing, like... 
I know that song's in that key. Oh, I heard that. Yep, that's gonna work. Like yeah. I start, and even now, it's it's every year it gets better and better. But like I, you know, my technical mixing got better. Just the more you play, the more you practice, the more it becomes second nature, right? Yeah. And that was what the biggest part of those years were for me. It just you know, like dialing in my craft. You know, it, it is my craft. I mean, there right? ain't nothing else to do in Syracuse it's my, it's except my, to do that. It's my instrument. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, I I need to go back and pick a saxophone up again but like you know (laughs) you know it's my it's that's my main instrument is the two decks and a mixer and um that was the you know the most part the biggest part of that but you know going to la you go into like a big city where there's just a thousand upon thousands of djs all trying to make it right yeah that and then i also started a job yeah and the job took away from it never stopped mixing but i stopped I never lost the drive to play out, and I did a couple of times, you know, but it was more like private parties, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, I kind of lost my way with it. Like, I didn't go out to L.A. and immediately start like, okay, I'm going to talk to this promoter and that promoter and do try and do this stuff and whatnot, and um, I guess it got to the point around, you know, right before COVID, I was like, all right, I'm going to make a big push at this yeah. again, because DJing and for me is um, if I wasn't ever gonna if I never like really made a big go at it and tried it and, and tried it or you know like uh, sought it out to like mm-hmm. really do it like I want to do this yeah you know and I don't, maybe it's not gonna be my main income or whatever but music and DJing is my passion yeah and if I didn't have that I wasn't playing out to people my life would not be fulfilled yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to make this push. And I was going to clubs and I was going sober and I was trying to meet people and network. And then bam, COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> now, mind you. Yeah. I was like, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm starting to meet people. No, nothing. Now, mind you, before this, I had started this, um, not podcast, but this mix series called yeah. It's Always Summer in L.A. Yeah, and we were up to volume uh, twelve, maybe at this point. Oh yeah, at, I that, listen, at I listen, that point, yeah, right? I listened to a few. Of them. But then COVID hit, and I said, "All right, well, what can I do?" And luckily, I had this rooftop at my apartment building that I had access to. Yeah, so what I started to do is started live streaming on the roof. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I started live streaming on the roof and continuing the mix series, and uh, it's like, all right, well, if I can't go network, I can at least make content and keep putting my sound out there and continue to craft and continue to work on this and figure out what kind of, you know, DJ I want to be, what I want to play out, all that kind of stuff. So I did. So I made 15 or 16 more mixes in that time. Yeah. All the time, like, you know, when, when available and whatnot, play, playing little little things, <laughs> you know, that were COVID safe, yeah. uh, you know, and um, walking the line a little bit. Sorry, everybody. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but, you know, I, I began to kind of get known a little bit and, and make my way and mm-hmm. start to meet people. And it's all about the community. Like, it's you, all, yeah. You love the community, yeah. it'll love you back. Perhaps. But it might, you might have to love the community for a while. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, it's all who you know to a certain extent in, yeah. in music. And you could be the best DJ technically and like the best melodic mixer of all time. And if you, never know anybody or, or or at least reach out and start to network you'll never get anywhere yeah. so i started that process and then covid was over uh well no, it was like on the edge yeah like i had been vaccinated people people, people are vaccinated, stopped giving like, a fuck basically to a certain extent yeah um I, I you know this is very recently now so i threw a i threw a silent disco for those of you who don't know what silent disco is, yeah, silent yeah. disco is like you have a receiver and everyone has headphones and it's there's you know there's no PA system it's just all in your headphones so it's a DJ and like you walk, if you were walk by you'd be like what is going yeah, on you'd be like and you put the headphones and you want oh no why everybody's moving you know <laughs> but uh, it's um, I threw that and and like we had like 200 people come and it was a it was a it was a benefit right so it was for it was breast cancer so we, mm. we raised three five hundred dollars uh mm. to benefit breast cancer research um it was mother's mother's day weekend and it was hugely successful and and uh you know i did that for a mom who god bless her is, is going through it right now yeah and uh goddamn trooper she is yeah um that was her mother's day's gift and and but you know at, at 
at the, as a secondary kind of benefit to it. Like I, people are like, Oh, like the community saw what I was doing. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they got to see, okay, well, this man can spin, you know? And I was like, uh, and it started to come back to me. And then yeah. the next week I got, I played week after that I played and it's been like every weekend since then. Wow. Um, and yeah, just got booked to play on this extremely like this big yacht party this weekend. Okay. Um, it's like the first big show I've played in LA. Word. So it's coming back. So so yeah, like yeah. So ba- so like I'm happy. You like, use like, <laughs> it. Set, it shows that you use the pandemic to work on your craft and to get better with your craft. And you and basically when the time is right for you, yeah, to do your thing. You yep. was ready, straight up. Yep. And now, because everybody's thirsty to come back and yeah. get things back to normal. They yeah. look at you, they'd be like, this motherfucker been mixing. And uh, there's been people that's that's probably been following you from your rooftop series. Yeah. And just be like, all right. like I had a dude from Algeria message me the other day. And he went, me and my friends play your mixes every weekend. Thank you. Bro, dude. I like, and I took a walk around the block. I was like, because <laughs> that's like. For a couple reasons. One, that's the whole goal, right? Is yeah. is just to 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 make for me like you know to to make music and and play music to to bring people together yeah. and like make it transcend like countries. I'm like, dude, some and he was like, that was just the biggest compliment. And, and you, you know, he goes, I can't wait for the next one. And you looked at it and you were like, this is a reason why I do this. And shit. then I'm like, I'm like, yep, this is the get back in the studio. Why. You know what I mean? Like and. I love it when artists have that mentality when they end up, because I end up looking at Kid Cudi like that. Yeah, Kid Cudi has that mentality of he doesn't give a fuck about how well his music does and on the charts. He doesn't care how much he sells. He knows there's a a fan or a kid out there that needs his music just to get through the day. Absolutely, and that's and he's like. My shit is worth it. I don't care how my music does, yeah. as long as like I'm able to do something like that. Yeah, and that's the reason why we do this shit. Yeah, that's I love well, it. Well, you know, you you. I think we talked about this the other night a little bit. Yeah, right? and I, I'll repeat it. But the reason, you know, why I do it, and the reason why I love it, is because, like, my biggest ecstasy for me is, you know, DJing, playing in a room, playing in a venue, whatever it may be. And I see everybody. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm, I know everybody in the room. I know what that's going on. I know who he's hitting on, what that was, you know, who, who hurt her, you know, she's <laughs> having a good time, you know, like, you know, and, but the, you know, but the, the, the biggest happy moment for me is when I see two people or a group of people turn away from the DJ, stop caring about me. Cause I don't want to be looked at. Yeah. I want you to, they, they turn away from me. They look at who they're with. They forget about all their worries in the world. And in that moment, and they're moving and dancing, and in that moment, I'm at bliss yeah. when I see that. That's why I do it. People are like, why Why are you, like, don't you want to enjoy the party? When I'm de- uh, like, excuse me? Like, I, I am enjoying the party. Yeah. You know? Like, this is where I want to be. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm at the party, you know? Like, Go go back to somebody you love and tell them you love them and and for, just forget about everything else in the world other than the music and the people. Yeah. It's about community. It's about friendship. About meeting people. It's about connection. Yeah, that's like, what it's about for me. You you look at these you look at these people that is just enjoying their music and living their own lives, and you're saying they're this is a chapter of their own life, or yeah. this is a page in a book of their own life. Mm-hmm. And I'm blessed to be just somewhat a part of it. Yes. Like, that's it. Yep. Like, that's... Even for a night? Yeah. Or for an hour? Yeah. yeah. Like, literally for a night or for an hour, this is a part that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. If the mix is good, yeah. they might remember it for longer. And they're just yeah. like... And, and, and yeah. like... And they're looking at it, they're just like like a page in a book. Yeah. Like, yeah. when they end up, a narrator says, yes, and Adam vibes to the beat by Nathan Miles. Yeah. That's all you want. That's all I want. That's all and it's you even, want. You know, and it's like, like when someone comes up to me after and is like, man, like that was the best mix I ever heard or like or in a long time. Or that's the, you know, you, some of your transitions were the best I've, I've, I've heard in a long time. Or, thank you. Or if they just come up just and be say, like, good shit. Yeah. yeah. Just like, thank you. 
um, yep, I did my job, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't a job. Yeah. I'm not at work. Yeah. This ain't work Even for you. You're getting paid. I don't, they're not in it for the money. I'm not in it for the girls. I'm not in it for the clout. I'm not in it for any of that. Yeah. I'm in it for the connection. Yeah, I feel that. That's what it's about for me, you know? And that's why I keep chasing it. And that's why I need to make this happen for me. Yeah. And I, you know, I was like, do, I was on the, I guess you could say I was on the up in college and then it dipped back down the valley. And now we're all back coming up the mountain again. Yeah. And I'll it feels that. damn good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it feels damn go, good. Because yeah. I've seen a couple of people turn away from me and start loving life. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm that, just, bro. you know, that's that's uh that's it. So, you know, the goal now is just to keep playing, keep meeting people and networking and, and making friendships and, and hopefully, you know, you know, people will wanna continue to book me and, and uh have you know, bring me into part of their their communities, you know, and that's all I want. I feel that. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's that's not a bad life to have, bro. Yeah. It's yeah. not at all. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, a little bit about me. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels feel good. That. I'm glad things are opening up. I'm glad I kind of had the opportunities that I do right now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it feels good. All right. So this is going to be one of my final questions. Right. What is going to be next for Nathan Miles? And why did you name yourself Nathan oh, Miles? Yes. I okay. forgot about that. So if you don't know, which maybe, maybe I don't know if you're from Q's, you might know. <laughs> yeah. um, I used to go as DJ Natronic. Yes, I remember And then that. I took the DJ away and I went as Natronic. Yeah. And now Natronic has like a connotation to it. It's like, oh, it's like Natronic because he played dubstep or like, yeah. what's he, you know what I mean? And, and it was just more, it was more like a, felt like I was siloed into something, you know? Mm-hmm. My full first name is Nathan Miles. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It's not like hyphenated. It's just Nathan Miles and then Cronin for now. Yeah. So. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's my full first name. And I said to myself, well, who do I want to be? Do I want to be DJ? Do I want to be DJ Natronic or Natronic? Definitely not either of those. Like, what am I going to change? And just went, I'm just going to be me. Yeah. I want to come as me, be me all night, and and live and breathe me. And hopefully people will latch on to that. Yeah, and honestly, like, it will be I, – I guess it's – I guess it's cool that somebody comes up to you and be is like, hey, what up, Nathan? And you just turn around like, all right, what up? What up? Not, hey, what up, DJ Goose yeah. Gobble? Yeah, like, what's up? How about no? <laughs> right, you know? So, but that also opens me up to being the artist, Nathan Miles. Yeah. Right? So, we t- I tapped on a little earlier. Like, I, I have produced in the past, and I mm-hmm. think that's what's next again. Yeah. I think I have more an idea of what I want to produce, too. You know, and um, that's what's next for Nathan Miles. So you, you, you waste deep in this music. Deep. You in this quicksand of music and you ain't coming out. (laughs) I can't not have my life without it. Yeah, I feel that. I don't know who the hell can. That's why I wear earplugs when I go to concerts so I can preserve these bad boys. (laughs) (laughs) You know know what I mean? Because all day I listen to loud music and I need to turn it down. My iPhone keeps telling me that I need to turn it down. I'm like, oh man, shit. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's I want to do this, you know, f- for me, but for everybody else too. You know, it's just um, I can't see life without it. I want to I want to continue to spin and and play for people and and just be a a, a bringer of good times and, yeah. uh, and and love. You know, and 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 all the good things that are about life. Nothing bad. You know, n- n- no hate. You know, no hate. No. No violence, no, you know, nothing with a bad connotation. Just like everything good. If you're on some hate and shit, this is a wrong sport for you. Yeah, you gotta get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we're about the love in here, okay? The love and funk. That's what we are. That's what we're about here. Because if it ain't funky, I don't wanna hear it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's facts, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, yo, I've been you know? feeling this entire this you know? entire thing. I've just been feeling it, bro. Yeah. So. And uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna continue. Yeah, so I'm uh I'm gonna continue to chase it as long as I can, mm-hmm. and um, continue to chase that chase that feeling for me that you know feeling of bliss and hopefully uh everyone have a good time doing it, and um yeah. 
There it is. There All it right. Is. <laughs> so the last thing hit me. you would like to say. Hit me. While we're wrapping this up, we're just about at an hour. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you'd like to say? Is there anything that you'd like to tell someone, either about yourself or either a message oh. you can give to anybody? I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Oh, but it's tough. It's maybe tough. not. I don't know. Is there anything you'd like to say that either represents you or represents what you're about, or did you already say it? I mean, disco doesn't get the love it deserves. Disco doesn't and get the love it deserves. And mom, I love you to death. All right. <laughs> And Monty, you're a wonderful soul. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's good to it's it. good to see you and it's good to be here. And thank you for having me on this. Yeah, bro. I, I said yes immediately. Yeah, like, I was actually sitting there like, I hope he has. I did, <laughs> the thing is, like, it's so funny because I did not like because the thing is like when I ask people to come on my podcast, yeah. I'd be like, I don't really know. Like they got time. Or if they just come in a visit, I'm like, time. dude, I don't, man, I, I don't I mean, know. I mean, you know, we've known each other forever. Yeah, miss you in general, and it's good to be, you know. With old friends, I don't even like the you know old friends. No, we are friends. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's good to it's good to see you and be here with you. Yeah, it was it was, it was it's amazing. A ple- it's a pleasure. It's, a it's pleasure. amazing to see you too. I'm happy I was able to see you before yes. like before you left yes. too. I know last I think we miss each other. So. Yeah. yeah, and and actually, this is probably one of the this is the last summer I'm in Syracuse too. So so we did well. Yes, yeah, so we did well, but. Yep, it's great to see you, bro. Cheers to you. The next time yep. I come to Cali, I'm definitely hitting you up. Please, and hopefully I'll have a I'll have a gig you can come to, and uh, yeah. you can forget about everything else going wrong in life and only live the good life. Hopefully, when I call you, you gotta be like, "All right, yo, what like, up, I'm bro?" I'm actually playing right now. You're like, uh, you better need to you need to take an Uber immediately. <laughs> take okay. an Uber right here, bro. Yo, uh, I need him on the guest list right, real quick. Right now, <laughs> he's just like, "I have an assistant calling you. Just don't yeah. mind that shit." We're at far all. from there, but you know. <laughs> like, but uh, we'll get you in the back door for sure. Okay, you say the word. You're always VIP. All right, bro. Thank you so much, Nate. Yes, thank you. Appreciate you. Love you. Yes, love you too, man. This is the Salt City Podcast. Good night, y'all. Good night.